you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Today, we're kicking off a series we're calling Roster Reset. And over the next two weeks, we'll cover all 32 teams and look at how their offseason moves will translate to the upcoming season. This week, it is NFC Week. Today, we'll cover the NFC North and NFC South squads. Tomorrow, we'll talk about moves made by the NFC West and NFC East teams. Next week, we'll sort through all 16 teams in the AFC. And with us today, to help us make sense of the NFC North and South is Steve Weich and NFL.com writer Kevin Patra. Before we get started, though, let's look at some of the biggest offseason moves in the division. The Green Bay Packers primed to take the North again following their third straight division title. Aaron Rodgers is back, but he'll be without his top target, Devontae Adams, who was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. The top 10 defense returns two of its stars with linebacker Devondre Campbell and pass rusher Preston Smith, both signing lucrative contract extensions. It's a new era in Minnesota under new GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensa and new head coach Kevin O'Connell. Kirk Cousins back on a one-year deal in hopes that the Vikings can get back to the playoffs for the first time since 2019. Adolfo Mensa's work to improve the defense this offseason, signing former Packers pass rusher Zadarius Smith, former Bills D-tackle Harrison Phillips, and re-signing corner Patrick Peterson. The Chicago Bears also seeing regime change. New GM Ryan Poles and new head coach Matt Eberflus take over a team that went 6-11 last season. Also gone, veterans Khalil Mack, who was traded to the Chargers, linebacker Danny Trevathan, and defensive tackle Eddie Goldman, running back Tariq Cohen also on the way out. On offense, the Bears signing quarterback Trevor Simeon to back up Justin Fields, and the Bears one of eight teams without a first-round pick in this year's draft as the order currently stands. A 3-13-1 record in 2021 calls for a lot of improvement in Detroit. 
Offensively, Lions quarterback Jared Goff will have plenty of weapons now at wide receiver with DJ Chark added to a group that includes re-signed pass catchers Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond, as well as last year's fourth-round pick, Amonra St. Brown. Linebacker Jared Davis and DB Mike Hughes among the signings to add some depth defensively. And GM Brad Holmes facing the pressure of hitting on two first-round picks in this year's draft at number two and 32 overall. All right, Steve, Kevin, let's start here with a look, kind of a global look at the NFC North, which has been run by the Green Bay Packers the last few years since Matt LaFleur has come on as the head coach. Steve, starting with you here, is there anybody who can step up to the plate here in the NFC North and knock off the Green Bay Packers considering the moves that we've seen now, the comings and the goings in this division? Yeah, I, I think the Minnesota Vikings can. I mean, and this is where, you know, look at, you, look at all the close games that the Vikings lost, you know, over the past couple years. All these three-point games and last possession games. So they were close, right? So now they come in with Kevin O'Connell. They, they figure they're going to open up this offense a little bit. They're going to go a lot more 11 personnel. Dalvin Cook is going to be, you know, if he stays healthy, you know, we know they're a different team with Dalvin Cook. And, you know, you look defensively, they added Zedaria Smith. If him and Daniil Hunter can be healthy, they're going to cause problems. So I, I think Minnesota is the one team in the division that right now is ripe to give the Packers a challenge. I think there's no question about that, especially considering the state of the other two teams in the division. So yeah. if you're going to pick one, you're <laughs> definitely picking the Vikings. But I do like what they did in, in uh, upgrading a defense that just couldn't get stops down the end. We saw that when they almost lost to the Lions and they did lose to the Lions. Couldn't get stops at the end. I think adding Zidari Smith is underrated not only because of what he brings off the edge, but his versatility along the line. Like, you can line him up next to Daniil Hunter and tr- please try to block that. Go ahead, offense. Right. Right. Um, and, and, you know, Jordan Hicks can clean up in the middle. Um, they do have questions on the back end. Pat Pete coming back, I think, is a solid start. I think we need to see what they do in the draft to they add to that secondary. But I think the offense, there's little question about it. I think the offensive line is going to get better. And like we said, they have a ton of weapons. Jamar Jefferson... Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry, uh, and Adam Thielen are two of the top receiver, going to be the, the most dynamic receiver duo in the league this year, I think, in my Sorry. opinion. And I think they can overcome any shortcomings that you have with Kirk Cousins and the questions. We've seen other guys go deep into the playoffs with maybe not the star quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins is that second-tier sort of guy that can get there. And guys, to me, it feels like, and uh, and you'd love to get your thought here, that the Aaron Rodgers coming back was certainly, you know, the biggest piece of the offseason for the Green Bay Packers. But the shock that followed with Devontae Adams on the exit, and until I see the succession plan, if you will, or the replacement plan at wide receiver, like t- to me, it feels like, whoa, why did we do one without the other here? And maybe there is a plan there to figure out a way to get better at wide receiver in the draft. And we'll get to that in a second. But to me, it feels like without, you know, Devontae Adams, I mean, is the championship window closing a lot faster here on Rodgers' run, Steve, with the Packers? It's interesting because some people look at, you know, Matt LaFleur's offense, you know, which is Sean McVay's offense, Kyle Shanahan's offense, Mike Shanahan's offense, and they can win without that standout receiver. Okay, and we know they've got two really good running backs, but that is not the identity of Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to turn it off or turn around and hand the ball off 35 times a game or throw 35 swing passes. He's yeah. someone who's got to be able to scramble, create, kind of have that ad, adjunct option 
um, when he's throwing the ball. And, and I don't see it. You know, Devontae Adams would draw double coverage. Now teams can defend this team completely differently and to the point where teams can stack the box and say, Aaron Rodgers beat us. Yeah. Um, so unless they've got some other plan, which is why, you know, I thought they'd be on a Devontae Parker, um, you know, who just got traded to the Patriots. Maybe they were, and they, they, were. And they just Reportedly, lost out. they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're still going to be in, in the wide receiver market um, to see what happens. You know, maybe the Julio Jones – who knows. You know, but Julio. Um, I, I think, you know, drafting a receiver, Aaron Rodgers has a trust issue, right? Yeah. So a guy coming out of the gate, that's another part of the problem. So they're still going to be a good football team. They're a good yeah. defensive football team, right? They yeah. take the ball away. They, they do some things to get the ball back to Rodgers. But in terms of competing with some of the other big boys, I, I do think that window is closing. An interesting thing with the Devontae Adams uh, deal was that 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 had a cascading effect on the Packers. I think they were going to get uh, Valdez Scantling back, and that was their plan. But then Tyreek Hill wants a, a raise, so they get yeah. Look at the chain comes over the top, and that's a chain. Re- I think they thought, okay, well, we'll get MVS back, and that's something. And then he got scooped up by by the Chiefs after the dominoes happened. So I think that was part of their plan that just didn't work out. And another, I think another thing with the receivers is we kind of overlook Amari Rodgers as a third round pick. The Packers yeah. have this draft and we're going to draft and develop right draft and develop well they drafted him now let's see if they can develop him as they have other guys in the past i I think he's i think he's a wild card in in this whole scenario if the coaching staff believes that they can develop okay guys i'm gonna kind of split this up here and uh since we got two of you on here i'm gonna uh kevin i'm gonna give you the packers and the bears and steve i'm gonna give you the vikings and the lions okay and i want first to start with just a grade on the off seasons based on additions and subtractions. And then we'll get into draft priority using the same team assignments there. So Kevin, let me start with you since we we've been kind of gearing this per- first part of the conversation on the Packers. How would you ultimately evaluate what we've seen off season moves thus far? I mean, I had them as a a minus roster at the end of last year. And I would say they've dropped to at least a B, maybe a B minus. I think Devontae Adams is a huge part of that. I think he's a whole letter grade almost. Like that's the type of he's the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. The the number one wide receiver, and you lost him and you didn't replace him. So I think that's where you start. Um, but I think the, uh, one underrated thing that I would give the Packers a boost for, I think Rich Bisaccia coming in as your special teams coordinator answers a huge question. And I know that's not necessarily that's a roster a part, yeah. but they were the worst special teams team in the league last year. He immediately boosts that. So I think that's an underrated part of their offseason, that they got a coach who we all believe in and trust that he can make one of the three key elements of football into, if not average, at least average, maybe better. And I think we got to give them some credit too for the re-signings, right? Preston right. Smith uh, coming back over, you know, um, and you know, on, on an extension, Campbell. Devondre Campbell. I think Jair Alexander that was huge. down the pike here at yeah. some point. Devondre Campbell, one of the best, right. you know, kind of under the radar acquisitions of the entire season last year. It was such a key player for the Packers, and now getting, you know, his uh, his chance to cash in there in Green Bay. All right, Steve, let's move to the Vikings. Let's get an yep. offseason grade there. Yeah, look, let's go B, right? Okay, so you, so you change leadership. First off, I'm starting there, right? Kevin O'Connell yep. and, uh, and Quasi, the new GM, we don't know about them, right? But the one thing you heard all last year is they need a breath of fresh air. You know, Mike Zimmer and, you know, Rick Spielman, just kind of that whole leadership. So let's let's give them an atmospheric 
change here. Okay, yeah. now they're going to go an offensive head coach, and everyone will tell you Kevin O'Connell's the real deal. Kirk Cousins loves him. Kirk Cousins was the biggest lobbyist, you know, in, in the Senate hearings that was the, you know, the Vikings decision making <laughs> to get Kevin O'Connell um, in there. So now you've got an offensive head coach with Kirk Cousins up there. Ed Donatel's coming in defensively to, to run a 34 offense. So they get Zedaria Smith. A, 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 a low-key sign they made that's going to be big is Jordan Hicks at linebacker, right? He comes over from Arizona, great leader, right? A veteran player, but a great leader. You lose Anthony Barr, that's a tough hit. Okay, but you've got some other players there. Again, you you got the, the guys up front. you got some issues in the secondary. So grade-wise, I'm going to say that they were about a B, um, a, a B coming in, you know, maybe even a B minus. I'm going to give them a B plus. Yeah. Just because I just think the whole atmospheric change there is going to be a positive move for them. All right, Kevin, back to you here with the Chicago Bears. What do you got? I mean, this was a C <laughs> to C minus roster coming in, and I don't think they've done anything. Very minimal. I, feel, I kind of feel bad for Ryan Poles. He's in a bad spot in, as a first time GM. And so I got him dropping down to a C minus D plus area. Uh, they just haven't. The whole goal this offseason to buffer Justin Fields, right? You got, you finally got this guy we think can be a franchise quarterback. Buffer him, build up the O line, get him some receivers. They've done very minimal. They yeah. lost their best offensive lineman in James Daniels. Uh, they lost Allen Robinson. They traded Khalil Mack. Uh, you brought in Lucas Patrick. Okay, fine. You you missed out on Ryan Bates, a guard that you tried to sign away from Buffalo. Uh, you, the wide receivers, all they really added was Byron Pringle. They signed Equinemius St. Brown away from the Packers. And to tell you about that deal, Packers fans didn't even care. Yeah. These, these are fan bases that wouldn't share the mustard for a hot dog. Right. Right. They don't even care that they signed them away. So they haven't had any money to do anything, and they haven't done what we wanted them to do, which was put pieces around Justin Fields to make him thrive. I don't see, other than Darnell Mooney, where the offense is going to move they're going to have to be a run first, run always sort of game plan, and and then ask Justin Fields to make plays at the end. And no first round draft pick. No, and that's yes. brutal. Right, <laughs> just I mean, brutal. If you if you go through the names of the guys that are still free agents for them, Alex Ogletree, Danny Trevathan, Trevon Gibson, Eddie Goldman, Keem Hicks, Timmy, uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jesse James, Jermaine and Fetty, these are guys we know. These are guys that they haven't got signed in the first yeah. or second or third wave of free agency that are going to have to wait until probably after the draft to get picked up. Uh, I mean, that just tells you the type of team they yeah. had last year. And then where are we going from there? And they don't have the money to, to re-sign a lot of guys. It, it's just kind of a fans in Chicago, I think, are understanding this is going to be another holding pattern sort of year. Hopefully the new staff and you see Justin Fields develop from a progressing standpoint, yeah. uh, going through his reads and all that sort of thing, and then you, you build for the next year when they have a first-round pick and they have some capital leave. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough. it was a tough offseason to be a Bears fan um, to see so much go and very little come back in return. Let's move the, to the Detroit Lions, who, who did make some moves. Again, they weren't you know huge spenders in uh, free agency, but some kind of measured moves, Steve Weich. Uh, what, what do you give them? Yeah, look... Getting DJ Shark, we know he wasn't yep. great in Jacksonville, but do we know anything about Jacksonville's players in terms of development? Because we just don't know what they were. So I think you'd be able to pair him with Amon St. Brown. They signed back Josh Reynolds, who's a very good special teamer, a nice really good for a two or three wide too. receiver. Yeah. So, you know, I spoke to Brad Holmes, a GM um, of the Lions at the league meetings, and he was like, look, we're at the point now where 
Everyone loves the enthusiasm. They love the way we finish. They love the way we play hard. We got to win. Yeah, we have to win ball games. So I think they're setting the plan in motion. We know they got the two first round draft picks. Um, they they just have a ton of trade capital. I mean draft capital. We'll see, but I mean yeah. I I think they've improved. I mean just because yeah. the culture there. It is such. It's been such a negative culture for so long. I've heard this from people from like Jim Caldwell, who's like the most positive human being ever. Like, boy, you talk about a culture change. That's that's the one eighty of all time. And, it, and sure. Dan Campbell and that leadership group seems to have done it. So, some of the moves have been subtle. I like the fact that they're not swinging and missing because they know the roster still has a lot of holes right now. Yeah, but they they've got a certain type of character that seems to be developed where I think they could be better. So. Um, you know the, the the Lions. I I think they're 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 in that C category. It's still kind of yeah. a wait and see, but I think they're in that C category. Steve, going to come right back to you with uh, the draft uh, prospects here for these teams in the NFC North here on our roster reset. Steve Weich, Kevin Patra, uh, Rhett Lewis here with you on NFL Inside Report. Let's take a quick look here at the Lions because they kind of yep. book in the first round, right? Two and thirty-two. They have the highest yep. draft pick in the NFC North. Look, for me, this is a really intriguing team to watch because I feel like that 32 spot, if their guy is there, quarterback, watch out. I think that's a real interesting spot for 100%. one. Get the fifth-year option, develop under Jared Goff. And then number two, I mean, like, go get the, the second-best edge rusher or the or the best if uh, the, the, the Jaguars take a tackle, right? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, they're going to get an edge rusher, I, I think, right here, especially with the Jags did in, in, in free agency. They're probably going to get Aiden Hutchinson, uh, you know, out, out of Michigan. So take your pick, yeah. right? I mean, you had Penny Sewell last year. Everyone loves what Penny Sewell developed into the way he progressed at, at offensive tackle. So go get the edge rusher. Develop that type of tough guy defense. Keep getting better up front. So I think, you know, edge, and I, and I love the 32 quarterback pick and he may be able to trade back into the early part of the second round get a little more draft equity and and, and get your quarterback sure you know right there so I, I think that's that's a very very good situation some of these wide receivers might be there right there as well or a corner if you want to do that there on that back end of the second round draft so I think I think they're in uh, it's a real real sweet spot when it comes to the draft no question. Um, let's move then to the other team with multiple first-round draft picks here. Of course, this was courtesy of the Devontae Adams trade for the Green Bay Packers, Kevin, uh, who picked up the extra first-round pick. So now sitting at 22 and 28 overall, they have not drafted a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker back in 2002. So, hey, Kevin, no better time than the 20th anniversary, right, to right, go get right. another one, right? I mean, it can, remember Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago talking about how he was getting drunk and, and waiting for them to pick a wide receiver, and then they didn't? Can you yeah. imagine if they went through two wide receivers and or went to two, two first-round picks and they didn't take a wide receiver this year with the need? Oh, I have to believe yeah. that they've they promised him, and I would hope that that you know they they've asked him which guys they they've looked at, had him look at. I mean, I, they can't come out of the first round without a wide receiver. I, I just can't imagine unless they do something between now and the the draft. It's just, the, just such a glaring, glaring hole, and you got a few guys in the middle of the round that I think they could plug in and play immediately. Like Steve mentioned before, there is a trust issue with Rodgers, but if he's got no choice, if this is your guy, you got to build him like. We invested in you. Now, please be- invest back in the, our guys. Can't and and then I think the other the other thing is maybe an offensive lineman if one slips to the to the mid round uh, yeah. or replenish the trenches. Yeah. I, I think on the defensive side of the ball would be where you go with the other pick. Vikings at number twelve. 
Man, it feels like defense to me, Steve. Uh, it's, a slam, it's a slam dunk. It's, they got to go corner. Right. I, I mean, right. there's there's too many good guys who are going to be there. I mean, Stingley could be there. I don't think Sauce Gardner makes it down. No, but, I don't either. You know, yeah. they've, they, they've got to get a corner there. Ed Donatello is a, is a DB specialist. You know, as they kind of get through the draft, I think you've got to get into – they've got to, you know, refurbish that interior offensive line. They've been working on the tackles. Um, and then another wide receiver, as crazy as it sounds. I mean – you can't have enough of them for the system that they run. You know, again, look at how many the Niners and the Rams churn through, and they develop them all. So I think at some point, mid rounds, you get a wide receiver, but early on, you, you've got to you've got to hit corner. You've hit the edge rushers. You've got to hit a corner who can get his hands on the ball, and make plays. And Stingley's a guy like that. Yeah, and uh, from what I understand, uh, DJ was talking to us. Um, you know, one of the big reasons that they may, might have re-signed a guy like Patrick Peterson was to give a support system to a guy like Derek Stingley. Uh, oh, where, and know, where did they both go to school there, at? Oh, Tigers, yeah. baby. DBU. <laughs> They're in Baton Rouge. All right, let's finish up, Kevin, real quick. Uh, look, no first-round pick for the Bears, as we talked about. They're on the clock at 39 in the second round. I, I mean, like, just a thought there. What, what might make the most sense or is most pressing need? Uh, I mean, the most pressing need would, to me would be another receiver. Uh, if yep. we'll, we'll see if one of those top guys falls. I, I mean, there's questions about the depth you can go yeah. one way or the other. Uh, so if one of the top guys falls, I think that's a no-brainer to grab yeah. a wide receiver at that spot. Um, but again, I, I think replenishing the O-line, if there's somebody there, it would be would be step number two if there's none of your wide receivers are there. Yeah, I think you could possibly be in the Christian Watson category there, the Sky Moore, Maybe. David Bell uh, situation right. there, a receiver in the second round, certainly something to think about. So that's a look at the NFC North as the rosters have been reset. When we come back, I'm going to look at the NFC South. And is it the Bucks division to lose once again? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, back here with you on NFL Inside Report with our roster reset series continuing. Steve Weich and Kevin Patra with us on this episode, taking a look at the offseason moves by NFC teams and how they're going to translate to the upcoming season. Last segment, we hit the NFC North. Now we go in-depth on the NFC South. First up, some of the biggest moves each team has made. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers making some noise this offseason. Tom Brady retired, then... His unretirement came six weeks later. Some of his buddies also returning, like running back Leonard Fournette, receiver Chris Godwin, center Ryan Jensen, and DB Carlton Davis. Add in receiver Russell Gage, who comes over from the division rival Atlanta Falcons, and corner Logan Ryan, a former teammate of Tom Brady in New England, and the Bucks should be solid again in 2022. The Saints have made moves to help new head coach Dennis Allen compete with the Bucks. They re-signed Jameis Winston to shore up the quarterback spot while also bringing in Andy Dalton as a steady backup. New Orleans signed safety Marcus May to shore up the back end of the defense that loses Malcolm Jenkins to retirement and Marcus Williams to the Baltimore Ravens via free agency. Then there was the trade of draft picks with the Philadelphia Eagles that now give the Saints two first-round draft picks in the swap at numbers 16 and 19 overall. A surprising turn of events unfolding in Atlanta. The Falcons failing to land Deshaun Watson, then trading former MVP Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. Falcons then signing Marcus Mariota to compete for their starting quarterback spot next season. The real question is, will they take a quarterback with the eighth overall pick in the draft as the other piece of that QB competition? The Carolina Panthers picking sixth in the first round, and they could be in the quarterback market with Sam Darnold playing on his fifth-year option this coming season. They also made a bevy of moves, none bigger than that of signing DJ Moore, their stud-wide receiver, to a three-year, $61 million contract extension. Now, venturing into the NFC South, where obviously the biggest transaction that was made was the one that was very short-lived. And that was the retirement of Tom Brady. He is back. And now, what does this mean here for the rest of the division as they are all searching for a long-term answer at quarterback? Uh, meanwhile, though, Steve and then Kevin, love to have you jump in here. The Bucks are sitting pretty, even though Bruce Arians retired as the head coach and moved into the front office role. Todd Bowles steps in as the new head coach. It still feels like continuity there in Tampa. So is this the Bucks' division to lose, Steve? 
Uh, yeah, this is this is like the most slam dunk, yeah. the slam dunk affirmative answer we could have here in the NFL uh, this year. And, and it's so funny because before Bruce Arians uh, retired or transitioned, I spoke to him about this. I was like, you know, come on. I mean, every other quarterback in the division, he's like, Steve, they're all they're all high first round picks, you know. <laughs> James, yeah. James Darnold, Mariota. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, Bruce, you're, you're, you know, I don't think you're going to be selling, uh, selling the ocean to the folks, right? You know, in yeah. Hawaii right now with that one. But I mean, come on. I mean, you have Brady, you have continuity, very little change on the coaching staff. So yes, this is their division to lose. If nothing else. Who's going to stop them? Well, Who's I got will, a defense? I mean, the Saints have a defense. I will say the but. Saints are acting like a team that thinks they can compete. Whether you believe that they can or not, it doesn't matter because they are hey. acting like a team that well, they're going to get two first-round picks now. If they bring in Tyron Matthew, which they're visiting with them, who knows if they can find the money. Like they're, they're, All their actions suggest that they believe we can go get the Bucks. I don't know what well, they beat the Bucks. Yeah, they, they beat, and no matter what it is, they beat the Bucks. So, I don't know so what that is. Whether we believe that they can or not, they certainly believe that they have the firepower to go do it. They're acting like a team that does at least. It's hard pressed for me to find a team that I'd be like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the Saints. Saints would be the biggest competition in my mind. They'll have some continuity at quarterback if Jameis Winston is good to go. And he was look, he was playing well before he got yeah, injured. But- but who's going to block Shaq Barrett? Great question. I think we're all in agreement here that the we could just go ahead and uh, and put it in pen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the champions of the NFC South, and if they're not, this clip will be replayed forever. Okay, That's fine. So uh, let's get a, a glimpse at what the South now looks like with some of the movement that we've seen here, kind of like we did in our last segment. Uh, Kevin's going to take the Bucks and the Panthers and assign some grades to them. And Steve's got the Saints and the Falcons. So since we're keeping with the Bucks conversation here, Kevin, wh- what do you make of this offseason that, again, has been very similar to the one we saw last year and bringing guys back? I mean, you just said it. Everybody's coming back. I mean, you lose a couple of guys on the line. Ali Pat retires. That's not an easy fix. But then you go trade for Shaq Mason. The Patriots basically give them to you. So, I mean... It- that, that everything we saw, the continuity is huge. I, I don't want to be – I'm not trying to dance on Bruce Aaron's grave or anything, but to me, Todd Bowles taking over is an upgrade. Uh, I just think with his – I think that that's going to work out well. You're going to give Brady a little more autonomy with – um, oh. which uh, you're, you're feeding there. into the rift yeah. conversation oh. uh, here. I, okay. I don't even – it doesn't even have to be a rift. I just think yeah. that – I think that it's just going to be a, bet, a sm- smoother sailing – where, where you know, the captain necessarily wasn't there, you know, it, it's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. So I, that's where I personally stand. I don't care about the rift, but I think it's going to be a, an upgrade at, at that position. And they've done everything they need. They keep kept all the guys. They, Godwin's not going anywhere. Uh, grabbing Russell Gage from the Falcons was a steal, in my opinion. Maybe the steal of the offseason that nobody's talking about. Like, he is a legit receiver. And to be a number three in that offense, we saw what they needed when Antonio Brown wasn't there and they, how they lost a little bit. He's going to slide right in and be awesome, I think, in that offense. I, I think Bucks fans need to keep an eye on that because he's very, very good. Um, outside of some O-line uh, questions going into the draft and the defensive line that I'm sure that they'll pluck a few veterans if maybe Sue comes back later on in the process, there's really not a question um, with Carlton Davis coming back in the secondary. There's not really huge question marks moving forward. I, I, I think this was an uh, A-minus roster going in, and I think – 
I keep them right there. Right. Yeah, I uh, not that. much. Yeah. Not much has changed, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, Steve, if we view the Saints as the biggest competition, then to the Bucks, let's move there in the pecking order in this division. How do you view what happened now as we begin the Dennis Allen era with Sean Payton out of the picture? Yeah, I mean, of course, that's the biggest change. You're talking to Mickey Loomis at the league meetings. He's like, we, this, it's going to be completely different because, you know, Sean had the authoritarian rule. Um, you know, not that he ruled it like an authoritarian, but he had all wielding power. That's not going to be the, the case with Dennis Allen. There's going to be more of a, a shared uh, branches of government, so to speak. It, it's a change, but if James comes back healthy, um, they did themselves safety by, you know, safety by sign, signing Andy Dalton in case there's, you know, some leeway there. Um, signing Marcus May at safety after losing Marcus Williams. I love I thought Marcus that was a Williams. great move. I thought Marcus May was, was a great was, move, Steve. Yeah. It was a great move because Marcus, you know, Marcus Williams is going to Baltimore. That's a dude who covers a lot of territory and gets his hands on balls. Marcus May and what Dennis Allen does with the type of pressure they can get up front is going to be good. But of course, the big question is losing Toronto Armstead, a left tackle. Um, he was just a great player, a great athlete, great pass protector. That's clearly going to be a draft need of there. So coming in, I look at the roster. It's kind of a B minus type of roster. I got I got to drop them down a little bit yeah. because losing Teron Armstead is is. I mean, come on, you got you got a Pro Bowl left tackle, and he goes because you can't afford him. That's a, that's a tough blow. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, like he's missed some games in his career, a couple games here uh, in, in in the last few years. But Andrews Pete has also missed time. So like that yes. left side is really kind of tenuous in terms of continuity and in terms of durability uh, and staying power for a full 16 game. Season. And, and real so, quick, though, I, yeah. I do not want to take away anything from that defense. That defense right. is one of the it's best in the stumbling. NFL. And we continue to overlook, you know, Demario Davis, who we know, Cam Gordon, all those guys shouldn't should great players. Marshawn Lattimore. I just wanted to question: Are we just assuming Michael Thomas is coming back and going to be fully healthy? And because that well, feels like the Saints are, yeah, are have we, to, are we, they yeah, are. no, no, he, no, no, that, and that's a, that's a great point. I mean, Michael Thomas is is huge. Yeah, the fact catch and run guy, tough fifty fifty guy, that's huge for whoever's coming in. So a year, so I, I just I just wonder if we're all always assuming that he's going to be dominant. MVP sort of guy, and he missed a whole year with it, a foot injury, which you know he, he cuts most of two yeah. years. Right. Like I feel like we haven't really seen him since he set the record against the Panthers. I am assuming he is going to yeah. be gangbusters. Okay. I, am, I hope he's so. That, he's like that it. dude. I like it. I like it. All right, let's move back then to the Panthers here, Kevin, um, who have sort of uh, swung and missed in the quarterback market a number of times here, at least reportedly um, mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson, for Russell Wilson, for whomever else was available right. out there. And so here they sit now with Sam Darnold um, still on the roster. What do you make of the moves that they have made outside of that QB spot? I really like the roster outside of two things, the quarterback and the offensive line. Unfortunately, that's massively how often uh, teams <laughs> succeed in the NFL yes. is the quarterback and blocking for the quarterback. So that's, that's huge. I mean, I love the defense. Bringing back uh, Dante Jackson was a big signing, I think, uh, to solidify that back end. DJ Moore is, is the man. I think he's so underrated. We don't talk about him enough. And getting re-signing him was huge. Uh, um, on a, an extension, I think most of what the uh, Panthers have done this season is like mid-level ads, like Matt Ioannidis, Littleton, Damian Williams, Xavier Woods uh, on defense, like kind of just plugging these middle guys, adding Deontay Foreman uh, in the backfield to pair with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's health, as always, is a huge role. I mean, I just, I this was a C plus roster to me, and I hate to kind of repeat what I did, and it's a C plus roster again 
And the only reason it's that because I don't trust Sam Darnold. To me, he's not the answer. The Panthers have told us everything they've tried to do that he's not the answer to them either. Trying to go after Watson, trying to get, you know, calling about Rodgers and all, Russell Wilson, all these things. I mean, for two years, they've tried to not have him be the quarterback and he's still the quarterback. So to me, that's we'll get into it when we get to their draft pick, but it, it has to be quarterback early to me. And if not, offensive line is a huge issue as well. And until they fix those two things, I, I like, like I said, I love the rest of the roster. I just can't get behind it until those two issues are fixed. Yeah. And they weren't. I, I like Taylor Moten over there on the right side at right. right tackle. What did you do on the left side? What right? do you do at the left, right? You spent big money on the right side. Now, how do we fix the left side? Uh, certainly part of the equation there. Let's move to the Atlanta Falcons. You want to talk about a team in transition. Now, as they go into year two with Terry Fontenot as the GM, Arthur Smith as the head coach, but without Steve Weich, Matt Ryan as the face of the franchise. What do you got here for the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, this this isn't good because, you know, no one's going to fault him for taking a shot at Deshaun Watson, but having to trade Matt Ryan, and it didn't seem like they had a plan B in place, right? And it just it just optically looks terrible. You know, signing Casey Hayward at a corner, that's nice. It's a nice buffer because A.J. Terrell, you know, you talk about a player, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Nobody knows his name. This guy was one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Um, so that helps, but they got no edge rusher. Right. You know, Grady Jarrett. Um, very good defensive tackle. You lose your best player on defense other than A.J. Terrell, Foyo Aluakon. Um, so their defense is weakened. They've signed. They did what they had to do because they have no money, right? So they're piecemealing guys, one-year deals. Marcus Mariota is now your quarterback. He actually fits the system. But yeah. then we know him as a starter. He's got durability issues. Mm-hmm. Who's behind him? Felipe. You know, are you good? You, you good, Felipe, right? Felipe Franks? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Okay. So, no, you're right. DJ Shock, can he come out of the booth? Uh, <laughs> Shock can come out of the booth. So, you know, you got those issues. You resign Cordero Patterson. That's great. Oh, wait, who's catching the ball for you? Cordero Patterson again? I right. mean, their skill positions. Find me a roster in the NFL yeah. that has less threatening skill positions. Uh, you know, they got Damian Williams. I like him at running back. But they came in with a C minus roster. They, they, they dropped down to a D. Um, you know, because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. The guys, this reminds me of the Raiders back when Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen took over in 2012, where they were in salary cap hell. They couldn't fix it for two years. They had to sign guys on one-year deals before they found a quarterback. And then all of a sudden they hit the mother low with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper and Derek Carr. But then again, they get rid of Amari right. Cooper. Half of them. Khalil yeah. Mack. I don't think that's going to happen there. Yeah. But so, you know, asking, waiting till next year is always a dangerous thing for me. Because you just don't know the guys you like in the draft could turn out to have bad seasons, get hurt. Um, so they better be real effective here. I mean, they've got they've got some ammo to do it, but they better nail it. It's pin the tail on the donkey when it comes to their draft board. You can just put a you can put that tack anywhere and you can you can hit it. Well, let's do it right there at eight. Since since we're talking about it there with yeah. the Falcons, they're not the first team on the board in the NFC South. We'll get to the Panthers here in just a moment at number six. But let's just since we're talking Falcons, let's go eight. I look. I think wide receiver. You you could get the first wide receiver off the board at number eight unless you love one of these quarterbacks, Steve White. I think I think Malik Willis is going to be real tempting for them at eight because of the system they play. Right? You know, they, they the mobile quarterback system. They know today's football game. If you got a guy who can press with the run, but also have the big arm. But he'll admit it. Hugh Freeze, his coach at Liberty, will admit it. He didn't see any type of tough defenses in terms of scheme because of the run threat at that level. 
you had a spy on him, and everything else was base. He was not seeing a lot of blitzes and mixed coverages. So it, this is a developmental year. If they were to go that route, I think you know it's going to be hard for them if Kayvon Thibodeau, or one of these edge rushers, is sitting there at eight for them to pass, or or you know one of the top DBs. It's going to be t- I think getting Casey Hayward could put the DB part into later rounds. Yeah, but they got to go edge, or they got to go O line here. Kevin, the Carolina Panthers sitting at number six. Matt Rule saying at the league meeting uh, this past week that he expects a quarterback to be taken in the top ten. Right. It should be him. Is is he going to be the one to take right. one? I, I I would think so. I mean, I think so. Maybe that's where Kenny Pickett jumps in. Uh, Malik Willis can can Matt Rule afford to get, take a buy a buy year and a developmental year with a guy like Willis? But then David Tepper, I think he's kind of the wild card. And is is he going to be like I'm the owner? I want this guy. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. And you're going to take him, and we're going to. You might not be here when he's good, but <clears throat> but this is the guy I want. I think you have to go QB. And I guess if they don't believe that answer, then you go oh, offensive tackle with whoever whoever's the next up on the board at six. But I, I can't. I just can't get around them what they've done at quarterback this offseason and during the season, shuffling in and out Cam Newton, Sam Darnold in and out, and, and, and to believe that they're going to stick with Darnold here. I just don't believe it. Yep. Uh, let's move to the Saints then, Steve Weich, uh, as we look at uh, the move that they made with the Philadelphia Eagles, giving up a future one and a future two to take yep. one of the Eagles' uh, two picks that would really take two of their picks and then also give them their 18th. So the, the Saints end up with 16 and 19. Eagles end up with 15 and 18. Seems like such a weird trade to make at this point. That feels like something you maybe would have seen like on draft night to move yeah. up two spots, right? So to me, and we were talking about this on Path to the Draft, Steve, it feels like maybe this is a move like the Bills made uh, when they moved up from 21 to 12 and then to 7 to take Josh Allen in the top 10. Or like the Eagles did when they went from, you know, what was it, 13 to 8 and then to 2 to take Carson Wentz. Do they love one of these quarterbacks? Again, it's the kind of yeah, the biggest that's, question See, that's, that's the thing. You're not going to need all that. (laughs) You're not going to need all that. Right. You know, if if you love them, you're not, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I can't seem to say you're not going to need all that because somebody may get up there, but this clearly, you know, and speaking to some folks, this is for flexibility for them to move up or down. So maybe you can use one of these picks, you know, that, that 90 pick pick or whatever, and something else to move up into the top 12 to get one of these offensive tackles. I cannot see them going quarterback right now. This team is in win-now mode. You look at the age of the players on that defense. Um, I, I think this is this is probably something where they're going to try to upgrade a tackle, maybe add sure. a wide receiver uh, to that team as well. Kevin, let's finish it up here with the Tampa Bay Bucks and a team that finished uh, and, uh, and now will sit as the 27th overall pick here in the first round. I, I think, it, again, this is a roster that's in a pretty good spot, um, you know, to kind of take, you know, whoever the best player on their board is, as every team yep. says they do anyway. But how do you see it? I think you got you go defensive line, maybe edge rusher. You build on Droy Tryon Shaninka that you brought in last year at the end of the first round. You just, you, you know, you figure. At some point, Shaq Barrett will have to move on, and you know JPP is still a free agent, so you replenish there, or you, or if if one of the guard you like drops, yeah, and that's a spot where you can plug and play or or build for the future when you know some guys are going to move on. I, I, they're in a great spot with depth. I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think they could go. I, I think Jason Light's in a great spot where 
you know, even if somebody wanted to jump back into the first round from the low end of the second, I could see them being like, okay, we'll move back and add an, another third rounder dart. Yeah. I could also see them saying, uh, kind of to your point, um, you know, this, again, this is a, this is a really good roster who's you know in in good shape really at, at all the starting twenty two offense defense and saying, you know what, maybe down the road, you know, Shaq Barrett will move on, and you know we don't know what's going to happen, you know, outside of Tryon showing. What if we go David Ajabo here from Michigan, knowing oh, yeah. that we may not need him right yeah. away, and yeah. you know we give I him mean, some time to rehab that ruptured Achilles tendon and then you know he comes back year two and man we've got either three really good edge rushers here um or you know we've got one we could slide into a starting lineup if we need I mean to, the so. Titans did that with Simmons and they, they point. loved the, and loved how the that worked out. Yeah. yeah so I think that's yeah. a great point. Yeah so certainly one to look at there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that is a look at the NFC South and and really taking care of both uh, half of the NFC here. NFC North and South now in the books in our first episode here of our roster reset. Steve, Kevin, thanks so much for your time, guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Got it, right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys being along for the ride. For our producers, Thomas Warren, Tim Parachka, and Harrison Sanford, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.